This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Once again, folks, our favorite day of the week. It's time for Thursday Coast with the founder of Daily Coast, news you can do something about, the founder of Civics with a Q, and the host of the ever-popular podcast, The Brief, Marcos Melitsis. Marcos, how are you, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm fine. Doing even greater because your um, uh, prognostications are coming true. Ohio. Oh, which ones? Ohio. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, and and the impact of and before you get to how I'm going to share this with you. I was in my days are running together uh, last week in Nashville for Justin Jones reelection, which shouldn't have happened. And Gloria Johnson, who was one the, of the three representatives, she was the only one that they did not vote to expel. Mm-hmm. The, the white woman. Gloria is a great person. And I said, Gloria. I said, as dumb as that, ex- those expulsions of the two Justins were, the smartest thing they did was not to expel you. And I know people said, well, you know, they didn't expel her because she was white. But I said, I think, it, I think somebody made a phone call. They said, what do you mean, Mark? If they had expelled you, you see how the, the expulsion of the two Justins propelled them into political stardom. In the, at this moment of the reversal of Roe and what suburban college-educated white women are doing, imagine your star power as an expelled white woman from the Tennessee House. And she was like, wow, I never thought of that. So I was like, I'm, I think somebody must have called because they expelled the two justices first and they came to you and somebody called and said, do not expel her, <laughs> whatever you do. I mean, that would have been huge just in terms of galvanizing that. But uh, you're right. This issue is galvanizing people and Ohio issue one backfired on the Republicans. They didn't get what they wanted. Yeah, no, it lost by 15 points. And and this effort to change the amendment or the ballot initiative process so that the ballot, the pro-choice ballot initiative this fall would have a harder time to pass. Right. Because they know. Um, and they picked sixty percent for a reason, right? This this initiative passed uh, fifty-seven to forty-three. I think was the was the I don't know if that's all the votes have been counted, but that's the last I saw was fifty-seven forty-three, probably provisionals and things like that. But I doubt it'll move the numbers much. Uh, so sixty percent on purpose. They saw how many what percentage that abortion right has in Ohio, and they wanted to have a nice little margin. They did the same thing in Missouri, where the they're trying to make the new um, threshold 57%. Why 57%? Because 55, 56% support abortion rights in Missouri, even though it's a red state. And Mark, we talked about this. I was saying this from, what was it, like 2011. I was saying there's going to be two reasons the Democrats are going to do well. And if they do well, I, I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't predict they were going to win this, win the election. That would have been Fool's errand would have been political malpractice at the time. But I said, if the Democrats are to compete, if they're to hold the ground in 2022 midterm elections, it's going to be because of two reasons. It's going to be because of democracy and the assault, the MAGA assault on democracy led by Donald Trump. And it's going to be because the Supreme Court is looking like they're going to do something on Roe v. Wade. I didn't expect them to completely throw it out, right? I thought they'd keep doing the boiling frog metaphor that they go to maybe like 18 weeks um ban and then just keep creeping and had they done that republicans would have won last year they would have won the midterms they would have won the senate they would have won the 
solid majority in the House. And we'd be looking at a completely different re-election um, landscape for Joe Biden heading into next year. Instead, what happens? They galvanize women. Uh, they galvanize the liberal vote. Conservatives have been voting on abortion for 50 years. Liberals never had, right? They were complacent. They thought, ah, Supreme Court, all, it's, it's chicken little. It's, it's guys falling, boy who cried wolf. Like, Democrats are just fear-mongering. Like, nobody's going to do anything to abortion. And that complacency cost us that right, but it galvanized a whole new generation of, of voters to become single-minded voters. And this is very critical, the single-minded, single-issue voters. It's very critical because if you remember last year, gas prices were high, inflation was high, there was a lot of economic uncertainty. By all means, Joe Biden was at 38% approval rating. By all means, Democrats should have gotten blown out of the water because the economy, generally speaking, trumps everything. And... But instead, we have this new generation of single-issue abortion rights voters. And by abortion rights, single-issue, we all understand that this is broader than even in abortion rights. It's, it's, it's all our privacy rights. It's, it's interracial marriage. It's uh, contraception, access to contraception. It is um, gender-affirming surgery. It's all these rights are suddenly, they're all wrapped up into this, this right of privacy, right, for us to make our own medical and personal decisions without big government telling us what to do. What a reversal, right? It's <laughs> such an incredible reversal. Big government. We're, we're now the party. Of, they're the party of big government trying to say that people can't travel to another state to have an abortion. What, what kind of dystopian big government um, operation are they running in the Republican Party these days? And this is, this is what they become. So, um, so yeah, so we won in 2022 because of the assault on democracy and because of abortion rights. And, and Mark, what's happening right now? The assault of democracy, it is front and center. What we're at, what, three Trump indictments, and we got another one from Atlanta probably coming. And now we found out there's another grand jury happening in DC. Who knows how many more indictments are coming? That is the assault on democracy front and center with a big spotlight on it. And abortion, Republicans can't quit the abortion issue. They've spent 15 years saying abortion is murder. The fact that it exists anywhere, it's going to continue to galvanize them into trying to ban it. And and because you can't compromise on murder, right? We can't say, all right, so it's okay to murder uh, somebody when they're 18 years old, but when they're 22 years old, we can't murder them anymore. Like murder is murder. And so they convince themselves that that abortion is murder. And so they can't compromise on the issue. They can't back away from the issue. And now they're pushing a national ban. They're pushing these draconian. Uh, arrest people for crossing state lines to have an abortion um, laws. And so it is It is um, the two issues that cost Republicans the election in 2022 are the same two issues we're talking about today, but they're supercharged. And the economy is not where it was last year. It's a whole different world. And so I think Republicans are in for a world of hurt next year, given these trends and assuming they continue. And Ohio just confirmed that that nothing has changed. And in fact, to this point, according to Daily Coast elections data, tracking special elections, uh, Democrats are outperforming Biden numbers from 2020 by seven and a half points. So we're doing seven and a half points better than Joe Biden did in 2020. In 2022, that number was 6%. So we're even out, we're, Democrats are pushing out even further than they were in 2022. This is not good news for Republicans.
and this and it's great news for us. It's interesting what you said about the single issue piece, because you're right. They've been voting single issue for decades on this issue of abortion rights and being against it. This was our first opportunity to do that. And every election that's been held since the Dobbs decision, Democrats have been doing well and won. So to be clear, I want everyone to understand. Issue one would have raised the threshold to amend the Constitution to 60. It needed to be 60 percent of the vote that lost. So when the amendment to the Constitution goes on the ballot in November, it will just be a simple majority. Am I explaining that right? Yes. Okay, good. Just want to be sure I got it right. So no, nope. everybody gets that. So this is so that was rejected. So people don't want to go through that. So and, and yeah, and just to really tie it into the assault on democracy, there wasn't a ballot initiative in the middle of the summer before to change the constitution. It was when the abortion measure made it on the ballot, the Republicans in Ohio realized we're going to lose. We need to change those rules of democracy. Right. We need to change the rules of the game or we're going to lose because that's all they have at this point. They're not trying to convince people anymore. So there, here's a tying of the abortion and the assault on democracy, and people just don't like it. We're I, seeing it. They don't I, like it. And I guess it's too early to know about any exit polls from Ohio issue one vote in, in terms yeah, of— Yeah, there were, there were yeah. no exit polls, so we're going to have to yeah, yeah. guess. And, but, you know, you can't make educated guesses based on what communities and what demographics uh, voted. And so it's, it's not—we'll not, have, we'll have some information at some point, yeah. So once the um, ballot amendment or the constitutional amendment to secure a woman's right to privacy and to choose goes on the ballot this fall in Ohio, that could potentially be a boon to Sherrod Brown, right? Sherrod Brown's not running till next year. Oh, it's next year. I'm sorry. Okay, that's right. Yeah, what am I thinking? But, this but, is but this is 2023. I apologize. Okay, you're right. There, there is. I, I actually wonder about this, Mark, because you actually bring up a good point. Why not okay. wait till next year? And one of the reasons is because it's an important right, and you don't need. You know, there's no reason to wait on, on fixing. But here's the thing: is that Republicans are making this a national issue, right? They want to nationalize. They want a national ban on abortion. So the strategy is actually quite smart, right? You build by winning yes by winning a Tuesday's vote. So no one can amend the constitution to make it harder. Then you pass abortion rights in uh, in November and you build momentum and you build the list, you build people's idea of voting on abortion. Like this is a critical issue. And then Sherrod Brown next year, his whole campaign for that whole year, I, I'll tell you right now, it's gonna be abortion, abortion, abortion. And for good reason, because the other side is also making it about abortion and they want to ban it nationwide and they would want a, a system that would trump state constitutions. They would want to nationalize um, abortion. All the talk about state rights before, like now we know they were, they were full of it. Right. I mean, we always knew they were full of it, but now there's like, <laughs> they couldn't even, they didn't even last like two weeks. Right. Immediately they got, they, you know, the Supreme court said, okay, let's kick abortion into the States. At that point, all those national Republicans started fighting for a national ban on abortion. So that's going to be Sherrod Brown's campaign. And um, it's going to be it's going to be every Democrat's campaign. I mean, why wouldn't it be? 
and Republicans are walking. They cannot quit the issue, just like they cannot quit Trump. I mean, they could negate this tomorrow. They could absolutely cut off this Democratic campaign tomorrow by saying, you know what? We're done with Trump. Screw it. Let's impeach him. And like, let's convict. And so he can't run for office. Let's make it impossible for him to run off. I don't know if you can even do that, but who knows? Uh, but they could they could come collectively as a party and say, we're going to cut off Donald Trump. And you know what? We are going to leave abortion up to the states. And that would make it a lot tougher for Democrats. But they can't do that. They can't do either of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc cashback is not available on gas in new jersey and wisconsin hey good morning you're heading the airport right yeah thanks for checking i like the car how long have you been a rideshare driver about three years now i really enjoy it isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high not for me i use upside the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy wait a minute are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the upside app yep i get real cash back every time i get gas does that actually add up to anything i'll make around 200 to 300 dollars wow that's serious extra cash i'm downloading the upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank you can cash out anytime right to your bank account paypal or a gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code car so in terms of the, the single issues, there are two, the two issues that you named, you articulated, absolutely. I, but as I was listening to you, this is very direct, it's clear, Dobbs' decision, up or down, that's, that's pretty black and white for lack of a better characterization. How do we better get the usurpation of democracy on the ballot other than just knowing, well, if they win, they're going to usurp democracy. Is is there a, another way? Because as you were talking about that, I was thinking about ways, thinking about messaging. How do we make sure? Because let's be honest, okay? Uh, this isn't as bad. This isn't as obscure. But remember when in 2016, what do we say? Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court. And people still didn't quite get it. You know, oh, pe- not at all. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which was shameful. On everybody's part, on on all of your yeah, part. You didn't get, so how do we make sure that that is it? Do, do the do the indictments alone? Are they enough? Do they make it obscure, or is there more that Democrats need to be doing to drive that point home? That this is really you're voting for women's bodily autonomy, and you're voting for democracy and preventing the threat that is under. Is is there a yeah, I mean, the literally the first words out of Joe Biden's 
uh, campaign announcement was freedom. And so Democrats are really rallying around this idea that that Republicans are out to curtail your freedoms, freedom of you know bodily autonomy, freedom to choose, freedom to to vote. And people maligned Joe Biden in 2022 because that was his closing argument, right? He did a whole thing, primetime speech on the, the Republican assault on democracy. And people are like, oh, he just blew it. Everybody should have been talking about the, the economy, the economy. Of course, it actually ended up being the message that that resonated. So a lot of it is just talking about it and centering campaigns around that. Um, as far as putting stuff on ballot initiatives, it, it's tough. I mean, Florida, we, we, we got a ballot initiative passed in Florida re-enfranchising felons who had been who had lost the right to vote. And and how many of them had been allowed back to vote? I think it's a tiny fraction because the state has systematically sabotaged the, the implementation of that ballot initiative. Florida also had a non nonpartisan uh, gerrymandering bill uh, ballot initiative passed, and they literally ignored it, like literally ignored it. And uh, who decides whether it's constitutional or not? The Florida Supreme Court, which is controlled by Republicans, right? So there is not a lot you can do at the ballot. You have to beat the people who make those policies. That's literally the only way. And right now, re rhetorically centering the campaign around that freedom narrative, which the Republicans have surrendered. I mean, they used to own the word freedom. They have the free market. They have surrendered that and uh, and have become authoritarian, even when it comes to businesses, right? Going after Bud Light and, and telling Disney what they can or can't do and in their movies and, and so on. So it's, um, it's a different Republican Party. It's a lot of it's going to be rhetoric and just centering the campaign around that. And there's a lot of accomplishments that Joe Biden and Democrats can run on uh, economically, for sure. Uh, but student debt and the environment and climate change and and just uh, um, economic indicators are, are just they're, they're defying gravity. It's just unbelievable that you see lower inflation and lower um uh, lower um, unemployment rates. That, that does not happen. So there's a lot of accomplishments, but in the end, there's talk, go back to that single issue. What are people going to vote on? Liberals are going to be voting to protect democracy because of fears that Donald Trump is going to do the Donald Trump things. And they're going to run on, they're going to vote on abortion. Those are the things that are going to motivate, turn out our audience to vote and everything else is sort of background noise. And it may make it easier because uh, Republicans don't really have a lot to run on right now. Even undocumented immigration is down. Like everything that Republicans claim was gonna was gonna be worse under under Biden is is all of it is better. Like all of it down the tracks. So they they're gonna have to. That's why they make up these crazy culture war things to to cry about, and try, why they're trying to make Hunter Biden a thing. And uh, and nobody cares. And this is not. 2016 when Hillary Clinton's emails like the, the press was obsessed and fixated on it like they don't have that ability anymore to make something out of nothing and Hunter Biden is even nothing out of nothing because he's not even a candidate for anything so there's there's literally nothing there and so that's all Republicans have and and um, and crying about the Barbie movie I mean they they have nothing Mark you imagine having it so good that when you complain you'd be complaining about a movie wow and that's something. Can you imagine if your community was so well, everything was great. Financially, they were fine. There was no such thing as police brutality uh, or injustices. And all you could do is sit around and go like, man, that one movie, that was mean. That movie was mean to men. Like, that's them. They have nothing to complain about except the Barbie movie.
Yeah, just, just draw, pulling at straws, just desperation in, in every sense of the word, absolute desperation. So over, folks, we know over 642,000 people voted early against issue one. That says something to over half a million people in Ohio voted against issue one. Now, let's go through the checklist. How many states have we won on this issue so far? We have won in, um, I mean, New York and California, but that was that was easy. But we won in Kansas, Kansas by right. 18 points. We won in Montana by about 15 points. We won in Kentucky by four points. Kentucky is the most evangelical state in the country. 48% yeah. of Kentuckians are evangelical, white evangelicals. And yeah. we still won one in 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 uh kentucky uh yeah those are the big ones yeah so this is this is a big deal folks and uh, we've been consistent i don't know do we know what other states are up next or are there any uh, we're missouri aware? missouri's up next looks like louisiana may be having something uh something brewing um ohio obviously this fall so Thing is, only about only about twenty eight states have ballot initiative processes. A lot of states don't even have the a citizen initiative. So um, that right there limits the number of states that that could potentially put something like this on the ballot. Um, there's another important state that I was looking at. Like Texas has no ballot initiative process. We can't do this in Texas. I think Florida actually may be collecting signatures. That's pretty that's, sure in Florida. I'm pretty sure Florida's collecting signatures for next year. That's 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 good to know. You mentioned mm -hmm. the grand jury. So, one, do you have any speculation on what this grand jury is meeting about now? I mean, my, the, the the one that Judge Cannon <laughs> talked about when nobody asked her to talk about it, it, they need to hurry up and get her kicked out of that case. Um, they, she's a Trump like Trump fanatic in in down in uh in in Florida that somehow got got the trump case unfortunately but um there there's i mean we the outstanding um grand jury is the one in in atlanta obviously that's state that's state law um the fulton county one that one we're expecting within the next couple of weeks there is activity going on in dc with jack smith which is a federal grand jury i would suspect that there's two possibilities one is that they found classified documents at Bedminster. And so if they did, that's a separate case in finding classified documents in Florida at Mar-a-Lago. In fact, uh, the law pretty clearly states that you're supposed to try a case where the law was broken. So you can't say like, oh, it's all the same case. Let's let's throw it all to Judge Cannon. Uh, because we know that the the you know he was on 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 tape bragging about some classified document on Iranian Iranian nuclear missiles I think of what it was, they never found that in Mar-a-Lago, so the only other place it could be is Bedminster. And we know that they were moving documents back and forth. So there's um, there's a possibility that Bedminster leads to another indictment on classified documents, and then there's all the quote conspirators, and we know that Jack um, Smith, the uh, special prosecutor, he did not add the co-conspirators to the Trump indictment to speed up the process. That way you can't have all these different lawyers filing different motions for the different defendants. It's just Trump. But they're still going to file all those cases against Rudy Giuliani and, uh, and John Eastman and you know the other six 
so far unindicted co-conspirators that co-conspirators that we saw in that Trump indictment. So it's still a lot of action to come. A lot of horrible people need to face justice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So we know about Bedminster, so it's inevitable that that's coming. The judge, she's tripping because she she thinks it all is supposed to come to her, I guess, so she can manipulate it. She's got to go. <laughs> that's not she's not I mean, as the, the conventional wisdom is that she's going to overstep and then they're going to appeal and the appeals court's going to throw her off the case, which is a thing that happens that they're going to see her as unfit. And what was amazing about that, again, which she did in the, the original Trump um, trial that she that she oversaw was that um, nobody asked her about the second grand, this grand jury proceeding that was taking place. She, like the defense didn't make a motion. And so she has this habit of making Trump's arguments for Trump's le incompetent legal team. And that's just not a thing that you do. You're supposed to take the lead from the lawyers and you're supposed to judge. She's not judging. She's lawyering for Trump. And that's that's crossing a line. And hopefully that means that that uh, an appeals court will boot her off the case at some point here soon. Let, let's let's certainly hope for that. And then, you know, any day now it's going to be Fulton County. And all the yeah. indications are something's going to happen. And that's not, a big they, one. They're not putting barricade, barricades up for nothing. That's state court and state law. And that means that in the horrifying eventuality that Trump or a Republican wins the presidency, you can't pardon a Georgia uh, felony. So this is why that's going to be absolutely critical. And that brings me back to my earlier question in terms of messaging. It's not just a solemn democracy. Folks do... We want to stay home and allow someone to get reelected who clearly he has one message, one singular issue to get reelected. That's to try to pardon himself and get out of trouble. I mean, yeah. if they, I don't think there's a clearer agenda because like there's no what policy. He didn't have policy when he was president. Nope. Nope. There's no Not such thing sure. as policy with these people. So he's running for president to avoid prosecution. Yeah. And frankly, all of them are because if any one of them gets in. They're going to pardon him or do whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, God forbid Joe Biden does that, although I know the pressure will be on him to do it. Oh, uh, he better not. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter commuted some of the Watergate burglars. Yeah. Not a good, not a good president. Yeah, so you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc um all right folks but this is a big victory in ohio let's celebrate that one on to more victory we know what we yes. can do if we would just do it actually end up i was just at the naacp convention what's the naacp saying folks when we fight we win so let's extend that when we vote we win.
And frankly, voting's voting a little more comfortable than fighting. <laughs> it's a lot easier. I mean, if you got a choice, <laughs> I, I, I know many of you all wish you were in the fight in Montgomery with the folding chair. You saw what happened in Montgomery, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> There, you know, there, I just saw there's a there's a there's correlation between a Trump visit and racist violence afterward. And, and, um, and Trump had just been there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you pick your fights. So we're going to stop a steam, a boat, a boat tour from docking. That's our Trump in resistance. This boat's not docking. It's got too many black people on it. Well, we see how that turned out for everybody. Uh, so, yeah. DailyCoast.com, civicswithaq.com, folks. The podcast, The Brief, always. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so very much. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.